Okay, good deal. Okay, so I guess we had a little technical difficulty there. Am I still being heard? Someone give me a yay or nay. I can hear you. Yes, you are. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. yes. You're heard. You're heard. I got it. Okay, so here's where we left off. I have Lisa B, Christina J, Tina F, Barbara E, Hope something, Suze S, Loretta H. And that's a good lineup to start out. So if I missed you, we'll put you on the next round. All righty. Lisa B, you're up. Please go ahead. Good morning. Thank you so much um, for your service. My name is Lisa B, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina, and for everyone that's doing service behind the scenes. Um, I love this paragraph, you know, the utopia. And guess what? The, the utopia I found is inside of me with my higher power. You know, I've been reconciled with my creator through these steps. And, um, you know, the utopia is not outside of me, just like the war wasn't outside of me. And that that's the biggest thing that I'm so grateful for. Um, and I love where it talks about right here and now. And I could never be here and now because my brain was crazy. And you know what? It can still be so crazy. I'm either in the future with fears or I'm in the past with resentments and, you know, mulling over things or morbid reflection. And, um, and then it goes on to that peace on earth. Well, the peace is with my higher power and it can be found any moment, but I've got to be abstinent and have had the transformation with the steps to experience that. I'm, I'm not going to be able to experience that unless I go through this transformation process. So I love where it says we, we have it, you know, it's unity. We have it together with us right here and now. And I know who and what I am today. I'm not by God's grace, you know, one moment at a time, I'm not wavering. Well, maybe, maybe this doesn't apply to me. You know, maybe I'm not a real compulsive overeater of the hopeless variety that this book was written for. Maybe I'm not that type, you know, um, and I have so many people that are just like me. So we do this together. We share it together. And then reaching out with the newcomers, working with others has been an amazing experience because the self-loathing that I can still fall into, I see it in them. They're, they're in self-loathing and I can reach out and try and help them. And it's like also reaching back out to me, you know, so it's a big circle. When I do this to others, I'm doing it for myself. And the biggest thing, though, the takeaway is uh, the relationship with the God of my understanding that continues to um, rocket me and feed me, and it quenches my thirst. You know, I'm not seeking to get satisfied with something else. Sometimes I do, but I get right, I, I'm brought right back with the grumblings, you know, inside. So I'm, I'm just so grateful to be here, and I spell my name L-E-S-A, and I'm happy to take outreach calls. Thank you, I pass. Thank you so much, Lisa B. Christina J. followed by Tina S. Go ahead, Christina. You're up. Good morning, everyone. Christina J. from the state of North Carolina, formerly Washington. Recovered for today by God's incredible grace. One day at a time, I'm not looking for anything else. I don't need to look any further. Oh, how many years did I spend looking for the answer, for the solution? to my problem, trying everything, searching, reading articles, trying every diet under there, going to doctors, starvation routines. Just, you know, we've all, many of us have tried it all. And to have finally a solution to my problem 
that brings me to recovery, not cured, because I can't take one bite or I'm back in the allergy and back in the misery, but to have something that brings me to the relationship that I've had with God all my life, but deepened it, opened it up to a personal relationship where I go to him. And in my past, I lived in selfishness, self-centeredness, dishonesty and fear, continually with fear driving all those things. Today I have a solution to those character defects. <sighs> Staying close to my higher power, working the program, uh, it's magic. When I first came in in 2015, I worked the program just like my sponsor said, and magic happened. It was bizarre. All they had to do was listen to podcasts, listen to the vision meeting every day, report my food, you know, do all that, do all the steps. And, and just doing those things got me outside of myself, doing my four-step, cleaned that all, cleaned up, you know, the top layer of my BS and brought me to a place of initial freedom, initial freedom, because we continue to walk this because we continue to get deeper and deeper freedom. Um, without God, I'm lost. I'm dead in the water. And you all help me to remember that. This book helps me to remember that. Working with my sponsees helps me remember that. Working with my sponsor. You know, it's just a, it's a way of living, as many of us have said, as the book tells us. And I don't have to look any further. That's what really stood out to me today, the burden of looking and searching and trying and all that. It's a miracle. And it's so tiring to be out there looking feeling horrible when you get back in the food. So I'm just grateful that I don't have to look anymore. I'm here. This is my home group, and I don't, I'm not going anywhere because there's nowhere else to go. It's door G for me, door God. All the other doors don't work. So love <laughs> you all, and I'm so grateful for all of you, and I pass. Thank you, Christina. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere either. All righty. Tina F., you're up, followed by Barb E. Tina Thanks so much, Amy, for your service. Tina S. Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic in Florida. Wow, what a great paragraph. And I heard, uh, some great shares this morning. Grateful to be here. Grateful to have a seat in this room and on this meeting especially. You know, I, uh, I love the first sentence also. Most of us feel we need look no further for utopia, this seemingly perfect place, you know, and you know, and that's what the 12 steps has, has done for me. The transformation that has come about, you know, gives me a design for living that works always, 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 if I work it. <laughs> There's that if, you know, and um, and it says we have it with us right here and now. And, you know, basically that's what I have is right here, right now, this 24 hours. And what am I doing for my recovery today? Am I doing this stuff that Bill did in his kitchen you know, uh, and am I, am I being a part of this circle of peace on earth and goodwill to men? You know, that's not what I was, you know, when I got here, that's not what I was looking for, to be a part of peace on earth and goodwill to men. You know, I was here to, to get what I could from whoever I could. You know, and today it's just amazing. And, I, and you know, I don't know how, several of the people have already shared that it, I am so amazed today that I am a different person and I look to see what I can do for you, not so much what I can get from you. And, and that's just miraculous, just mm -hmm. miraculous. You know, and, um, you know, one of the things that I love is, is that, you know, this, we get this thing, you know, but how do I keep this thing? And just the way Bill did, you know, talking to newcomers, sponsoring people, and everybody before me shared the same stuff, you know, because, you know, we, I have a passion today and a love 
for the 12 steps and, and for my recovery. And every day, you know, not that I do it perfectly, but every day I get up in the morning and I ask God to keep me sober, abstinent, and sane, and what I can do for the man, for the sick man today, and to show me, you know. And um, and when I'm looking for it, man, I, I can I can be shown how to be helpful every day. You know, some good stuff. So I'm looking forward to hear what everybody else has to share. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Tina F. Okay, Barb E. followed by Hope. Go ahead, Barb. Good morning, and thank you so much for your service. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Thank you for participating in my recovery. I couldn't do it without you. When I came into the program, overweight with washcloths wrapped around my thighs, I was still thinking about myself and why I was the way I was, and I had to do some detective work until I found the stuff that would eventually emancipate me with the aid of my sponsors and my sponsees. I had to dig deep to understand. It wasn't lack of acceptance. It wasn't even lack of knowledge. It was lack of self-awareness. It was my ego, which was keeping a barrier between me and the sunlight. And if I had to be emancipated, I had to marinate in this program and accept this unknown power I can't see, but I know is there for me if I ever want to feel the sunlight of the spirit, if if I ever want the promises to come true. And remember, sometimes we'll be lithy, some days we'll be limes, but I have to accept it and go through it. And my sponsor always said, Barbara, keep your life in one hand, your emotions in one hand, and your food in another, and just don't clap, because throwing a food tantrum isn't going to make you feel any better, Barbara. In fact, it's going to make you feel worse. So when I came into Overeaters Anonymous two decades ago, my God of desperation, um, or if you wish, good orderly direction, sent me here because it knew I was desperate. I was dying. I was killing myself with food. I wasn't going to literally commit suicide, but I was doing it with a knife, a fork, and a spoon. So I have to do all the steps every day, and I have to do all the tools as well because I picture myself as a speed runner, and I'm running as fast as I can, but my disease is chasing after me, and I can feel its hot breath on me. So that's why I can never give up on myself and never give up on the program because the program has saved my life in a way I couldn't even imagine. And I just got back from visiting my daughter and her little baby in Brooklyn, and it went so much smoother than it ever would have before I joined OA because I kept saying acceptance is the answer. Thank you, beautiful people. I pass. Thank you so much, Barbara E. Hope, and I didn't get the initial of your last name, so if you could give that, that would be great. Go ahead, Hope, followed by Steve S. 
This is Hope B. from California. Um, Hope B. Got it. Yeah. Um, that paragraph was very powerful for me because right now I'm going through the process of my husband making his transition. And I feel like my family is not with me. And my husband really doesn't like me being in OA. And, but I know that OA is where I need to be. I know that this is basically the last um, bus on the, that, the last house on the block. If I wasn't in OA, OA, I think I probably would have been dead. You know, COVID was a very difficult time for me. And I had my OA family here with me. Um, and I like how Bill, how it says that Bill feels like he was at the dining room table and the dining room table is expanding more and more and more. I have more friends in the fellowship now than I've ever had before. Um, I was talking to my son who hung up on me just a couple of hours ago. He doesn't like my behaviors. Um, I'm not doing anything wrong. Um, I'm doing away. So thank you for letting me share. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Hope B. from California. Okay, Suze S., you're up, followed by Loretta H. Go ahead, Suze. Hi, I'm Suze S. from New Jersey. Um, this is very timely. Um, I'm usually getting ready for work when I'm listening to this program. And um, I had a hair dryer on for a little while, and I turned it off just to hear Barbara say, expected. I was with my partner for two and a half years, and especially towards the end of that two and a half years, we only spent weekends together because we couldn't live together, and one daughter threatened to kill herself. She has grown daughters that live with him, and she threatened to kill herself if I did. So um, we didn't live together, and we only spent weekends together, and I could barely get him out the door on Sunday nights, Then I would race down to the supermarket and buy some binging food, my trigger food, my binging food, and eat it and eat it and eat it. I came to OA not just for a diet, but because I recognized that higher power is the only way. And y'all, the community has been tremendous. Tremendous. But now my partner on Sunday morning informed me that it wasn't working. He felt attacked and that he was leaving. And um, this relationship we built for two and a half years. Um, the funny thing, when, when I became abstinent, I was abstinent about five, six weeks or so, and I started, like, bringing up all the stuff that was bothering me that was going on in our relationship, including the fact that he had promised that we could live together in his home and other things. And he was just doing all this impulsive stuff also. I mean, I'm 67. He's 59. He lost his wife two and a half years ago. Um, we weren't involved. I was just a friend. So I didn't know him well. But anyway, um, when I went off the sugar, I had no, I felt like I had no filter anymore. So I made a phone call, of course. And they said, oh, yeah, you're right on time. So now I'm learning the other part of it, which is surrender, 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 and living with higher power and doing higher power's will. So this is the perfect, perfect 
reading Bill's story and how it turns our life around. It doesn't mean there's never going to be any challenges, but I'd much rather face them with higher power than with a human man. Um, not that there'll never be one in my life again. I don't know. I'm trying also not think about that. But anyway, so that's where I am today. Um, sticking with the program, I'm still abstinent. Um, have a food plan. Have a great step sponsor. And just work in the program because more will be revealed. More will be revealed. Thank you so much. My pass. Thank you so much, Steve S. from New Jersey. Uh, before Loretta goes, I just want to have a friendly reminder of where we're at. We're on page 16, the last paragraph in Bill's story. So that's where we're at. And after Loretta, we'll take some more names. Go ahead, Loretta. Your turn. Good morning. Is this Amy or is it Lisa? I didn't uh, Amy. get on. Amy? Yep, it's Amy. Loretta H., and I thank you for your service. And everybody on the line who's saving my life, along with my precious, precious God, recovered in North Carolina. The end of this whole um, chapter is like a Christmas card. You know, it sounds like what you send out for Christmas. And with the program, you know, as an addict um, in not surrendering and all the addictions, I always thought that Santa Claus was the answer and that if I was just a good girl, whatever that meant, that um, everything would be okay. And I found out with the program, the utopia only comes when I'm in the work and in the surrender. And I'm so grateful for program because today I do have that Christmas card in my heart. Sometimes it's not always in my day because um, my present is my present. And with program, some days are beautiful and other days have some rain in it. But with this program, I can actually go to bed at night with my 11th step and see peace on earth, goodwill to men. And because I've done a 10th, and I'm also working with others, which is to be of maximum service to God and others, I would not be alive today without the steps without my sponsors, without my sponsees. And that's where the Christmas card comes in today. I can actually, actually be in a Christmas card every single day when the work is done. I trust God, clean house, help others. And surrender is about seriously understanding real recovery entails not debating every reason. So today, I don't have the debating society in my head, and today I'm wishing everybody surrenders serenity so the Christmas card can come into their hearts also. Thank, thank you so much, Loretta. Okay, so we're going to take some more names and numbers. 
Now, I know we had some technical difficulties, and there were some people that I missed uh, the first go-round. So if you want to um, give your names again, I'd be happy to take them down. If not, if there's anyone else to share. Alice A. Alice Gina a. from Utah. What was that, Gina? Dana? G-S. J-E-A-N-S like Sam from Utah. Gina S. Sorry, hold on. Okay. Um, I have Alice A. I have Dana P. I think Gina S. Anyone else? No one else? I think I missed somebody in there. Going once, going twice. Christine G. Crystal Lake, Illinois. Christine G. Yeah, I think go. Crystal Lake, Illinois. John M. John M. Okay. I think we've got ourselves a good lineup here. Alice A, Dana P, Tina F, Christina G, or Christine G, and John M. Okay. Alice, please go ahead. Thank you. This is Alice A, recovered compulsive eater from Alabama. I really wasn't going to share. I've heard so many people share and such wonderful, profound things that they said, but I don't know. I guess God is saying, yes, Alice, you've got something to say. And I love what somebody said about utopia being inside of you. And when you have your relationship with that higher power, you have it. For me, utopia was, you know, uh, utopia is great, but I have good days and I have bad days. I shouldn't say good days and bad days. I have things that happen and then some days things don't happen and everything is okay. But I know I always have God with me. But the biggest thing that I've gotten from this program is serenity. For 50 years, serenity was my favorite word because I never had it. I was always anxious, eating. I couldn't sit still and do nothing and just be calm. I had to have something to do and it was usually eating, watching TV, numbing myself out so I didn't know or didn't even think about what was going on in my life. I didn't want to think about it. But now I have serenity thanks to God, thanks to this program and these steps that I've worked. And I had a friend one time who had a group of women for lunch and she asked all of them, what's your favorite word? And my favorite word, again, is serenity. In fact, it's, I would love to be able to write across the sky, I have serenity. Thank you, God, and thank this program. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Alice A. So we have Dana P. followed by Gina S. And that's Alice A. from Alabama. All right, Dana, you're up. Hey, good morning. Thanks, Uh, uh, Amy. It's Dana P. here. I'm in California. 
um, love this paragraph. You know, when I came into program, well, anyway, um, I came from another program, but coming into OA, still all my life I realized to recognize that I was, I thought utopia was a place, something outside of me. It was a person. It was a thing. If only I could get this, get that. Um, and I kept running away from what I thought was the opposite of utopia. You know, if we look at it in terms of heaven and hell, you know, I kept running away from what I thought was hell and or running towards what I thought was utopia, that garden of Eden. And it was always outside of myself. And even coming into program, I thought, oh, this is where I'm going to, quote, unquote, find utopia um, with this fellowship, with, you know, all of that. Even the steps, I thought it was there. And I was just this morning contemplating and going back to a time when I was working with a sponsor in another program, and I was in a really crazy place and just spewing all my insanity on her. And she just looked at me with love. And this is what I thought was a hard-ass sponsor. She took the pen out of my hand, and I had written all those things that were so terrible. She took the pen out of my hand. She wrote at the top of the page, it's okay now. And I just looked at her, you know, I, I realized and I recognized that that moment that God is in the now. And I as well love what was said about that, you know, utopia is inside of me. And when I can stop and get quiet, I, I see that it's here right now with us, just like Bill's talking about it's not in yesterday, it's not in tomorrow, it's not in five minutes from now, it's right here, right now. Despite outer circumstances, despite everything else that's going on in the world, and we all have our stuff, and we all, you know, we all suffer. We all suffer. There's pain um, in the world, and it's the utopia is right here inside of me. And I'm so grateful and set deep down inside every man, woman, and child um, that the book talks about, you know, there is this conception, this peace and serenity, which was spoken of. And it's, it's inside. It's an inside job. And where do I find that? I find that as a result of working the steps continuously, not through checking boxes. And now I've gotten to step 11, and there I am. I've arrived. It's a daily practice moment by moment and that's that's how it's working for me so i'm really really grateful and all the shares that i've heard this morning beautiful christmas yeah every day's christmas every moment's christmas just keep unfolding unwrapping the presence the presence of god that lives inside mm-hmm. of me so thanks so much i'm going to pass with that i'd love to hear what everyone else has to say thank you dana dana p from california Okay, Gina F., I think it was. Good morning. This is Jean, J-E-A-N, S like Sam. Yeah, uh, from Utah, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. And, um, you know, this book written so long ago, um, I I understand that uh, first and second sentence uh, this way, with an understanding that from the dictionary that utopia means an uh, 
a state of things in which everything's perfect or paradise or heaven. When I read that sentence, most of us, and even myself, feel we need, I need no, I need look no further for, as been described before, God, my understanding of God. I, I don't need to look for that and anymore. I, I have that. Why? Because I have God with me right here and now. If I, if I remember and if I, if I make that connection. So I find that so beautiful. And I also find that the poet in Bill W. is beautiful. He ends many of his paragraphs with beautiful things. So this ever-widening circle of peace on earth, goodwill to men, it certainly happens in this fellowship. Even hearing that poetic phrasing from um, divine literature, it also turns me to page 164. I love the last two sentences there we shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny may god bless you and keep you until then there are times when i hear these words where my heart and soul is truly lifted up and it it does make that connection with the divine and so um I feel so good um, after reading this paragraph with you. And um, we are that widening circle of peace for others who are struggling with this disease. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jean S. from Utah. All righty. Moving on, Christine G., followed by John M. Go ahead, Christine. Hi. Um, good morning, Christine G. from Illinois. I'm just grateful for all the shares, and um, the fellowship has helped me so much going through a serious illness of a loved one, painful, pain, painful to watch the experience go through, but yet there's joy in my life, and I keep working my steps, keep surrendering, turning over, turning to the fellowship has been just a blessing so much to care, help carry me through and so that I can be there for her. And it's just a, a painful period of my life. And, um, you know, illness, sickness happens. And this too shall pass. But um, I'm just grateful for all of you. And I keep turning my, my face to the light, I say, to this book. And I'm still feeling the utopia despite all this because, because of all of you and that I, I, I've gotten so much love and support and just thank you all. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. Prayers for your loved one. Okay, John M., you are up. Please go ahead. Yes, I realize as I'm in this program more and more that... Faith is... John, John, where are you from, please? Can you introduce yourself? John? Can you hear me? John from... John from Charleston, South Carolina. Okay, great. I realize uh, more and more that 
faith is patience. I mean, God is working as fast as you'll let him. And that's the key word. Are you letting him? So we can't blame God for our lack. And we can't blame ourselves either. We have to be gentle with ourselves and be our own best friend. And uh, even when people in the movement don't feel you're moving fast enough to suit them, we can't listen to that either. We have to accept ourselves right where we are, and that is hard. And this program is hard. Putting down something that's been a lifelong addiction, my goodness, this is where you, the rubber really meets the road. And you need all the help you can get. And you, and you get it in this program. You get wonderful people that you can text and encouragement and wonderful uh, recovered voices over the phone. And so I'm just glad to be in this number. And I want to be in that number when the OA Saints go marching in. And uh, have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, John M. from Charleston, South Carolina. Okay, so we have time for probably about three, I would say three shares. Who would like to share? Sorry, I didn't catch who that was. They broke up. Would you mind repeating, please? Elise S. from Florida. Elise S. from Florida. Okay. Anyone else? Elise, uh, anyone else besides Elise? Barb, Barb W., Illinois. Barb W. Okay. Anyone else? All righty then, let's go with Elise S. from Florida and Barb W. from Illinois. Go ahead, Elise. Press star one to unmute. Yes, thank you so much. Elise S. from Florida, compulsive overeater, recovering. It's so wonderful. Um, I'm running. I thought I was running on a railroad track and couldn't stop. And then I realized all the shares and all the cares and all the love that people feel received it from their higher power, which is my God. I am in the the uh, phase of uh, long haulers, COVID, no taste, no smell, uh, in a fog most of the time, but the fog is becoming my way of living through God. And this is the one fog I hope stays with me, with me and everyone around the world to realize when you believe in you not being in control and that your higher power is there for you no matter what. These past couple of days have been amazing. Uh, I broke my legs, I had any operations, the COVID set in, and I have family coming down to visit me, and my house looked like a tornado hit it, and all of a sudden I was looking in this 
coupon book and found people that can help me. Um, I don't know if you know, so you, you know, everybody's coupon book. And all of a sudden yesterday, my house is the way I want it. My family's coming to visit. Life looks so different. Um, and it's because of you, my family, and God giving me the serenity and the inner utopia that I I just don't know how to explain it anymore. And what everybody said, it's ditto. I can't say anything more except believe that the God above you is giving you a day that's a present, and that is today. Thank you so much, everybody, for serving, and may God bless you too. Thank you. Thank you so much, Elise from Florida. All right, Barb W. Go ahead, Barb. Thank you so much, Barb W. Recovered in Illinois. Um, thank you for all your service. What strikes me is uh, the the peace and the quiet inherent in this paragraph. Not having to look any further. Oh my gosh, I was hunting my whole life. For what would make me feel better? What would calm me down? What would satiate? What would make me be all right, acceptable, et cetera? Don't have to look any further. Mm, excuse me. And we have it right here, right now, here and now, present moment, as I've heard all morning long. Thank you for shares. And each day, each day, every day new, each day, not a lump. Each day is special. Each day, my friends, simple, simple for complex people. Um, simple talk in our kitchen multiplies. It multiplies. It multiplies itself in a widening circle. And it's also active right there. And it's not me pushing it and shoving it. It's multiplying and it's widening. I just I think of ripples in water on a beautiful waterway, a beautiful, peaceful lake. Um, and someone mentioned it's like a Christmas card. I've thought that too. And what we read at the end of the uh, the meeting is a benediction. And I would always cry when I was a kid hearing a benediction at the wind up of something, at the wind down, at the end, the conclusion. And this chapter ends so beautifully. And I um, I just feel blessed every day with all of you on the line. And uh, at the close of the meeting with what we read and what we pray together. And that's just all I have to share today. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Barb W. from Illinois. We have time for exactly one more person who would like to share on what was read. Debbie B. from Virginia. Debbie B., please go ahead. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, and thank you, uh, Team Thursday, and thank you, Higher Power. I wanted to share with you, all of you, my set-aside prayer that uh, it was a set-aside prayer was given to me from the big book, and uh, over the... Debbie, we lost you. Debbie, you there? Yeah, are you, can you hear me? Okay, I can hear you now. Okay, okay. I'm gracefully recovering, recovered in Virginia uh, from compulsive eating. So grateful, so grateful. I wanted to share my... Um, I want to thank Team Thursday and uh, Higher Power for this meeting. Uh, I am willing to set aside, this is my set-aside prayer. A set-aside prayer was given to me by my, my first sponsor, 
And um, one of my first sponsors um, is now letting go of life uh, in the end stages. And uh, my commitment is to bring forward all the gifts that she gave me in sponsorship. And my primary purpose is to be of maximum, maximum help and service to those uh, who are still suffering and also to the parts of myself that are suffering. And this is my set-aside prayer that was created this morning with the energy of this meeting. I am willing to set aside everything I know and everything I think I know to be open and equanimous with equanimity to the truth revealed to me. Well, Debbie, it looks like we lost you again. Can you hear me now? Uh, you started the prayer, and um, we lost you. Okay, can you hear me now? Let's try the prayer again. Can I be heard? Um, I can. You can now. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll give it one more shot, okay? Because then we're running out of time here. Let's okay. give it one more shot, see what happens. Okay. I'm willing to be transformed and open to be. I breathe in and exhale prior knowledge, perception, and experience that block me from a new experience with you. All right, Debbie. <laughs> oh, dog nabbit. Dag nabbit. Okay. Well, anyway, thank you for trying, well, Debbie. I just want to say God is in the present, higher power is in the present, and may we yeah. all join in unity and strength. Thank you. All righty. Take care, Debbie. All righty. We're going to wrap things up now. I'd like to thank everyone who has shared. Please join us for a second awesome unrecorded hour of study continuing on and immediately following the newcomer greeter and information and announcements. Okay, the share ID for today, Thursday, July 21st, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is 19,208. That's 19208. We will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Would Marge O. please read a vision for you? Yes, thank you. May I be heard? Yes. Thank you. Majo from Massachusetts, recovered and eternally grateful. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.